Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. Hope you're having a super Sunday. Uh, I know we are. Um, tell you, it feels good. Got to be honest with you, Riz and Brian Carpenter. Yeah. Feels good to be back up here in the studio. I think this is our third, want to call it third show, where we're back in here. We're still social distancing, keeping our distance, but I like it a lot better, you know. And uh, and having Pete here via Zoom uh, to complete it has been great. So, want to thank everybody for hanging in there with us. Uh, you know, when when COVID hit, things got a little strange, uh, but but you guys have stuck with us, and I appreciate that. Uh, it's been a great show. Of course, we had uh, Vegas to hammer on talking about his big win. That was exciting. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about Wisconsin, catching up with some of that stuff over at MLF. And then we snooped around ICAST a little bit. It's been a strange, strange year for ICAST. But I'm excited. We always like to save the best for last. And I'm super, super pumped up to get uh, this next guy on. And uh, he's been a friend and colleague of mine for a lot of years. A uh, ton of years, and uh, very, very excited to have him here on the show. Joining us via Zoom, we've got Mr. Andrew Wheeler from Abu Garcia. Join us, Andrew. Woo! How you doing, guys? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're uh, we're about three sheets to the win. I think we're th uh, three <laughs> or four beers in each. So things are good. <laughs> things are good. <laughs> I want to hit you with a question right off the giddy. Um, uh, you've, you've been with Abu Garcia for a long time, as long as I've been with Abu Garcia, or longer. So I know it's a long time. Um, i gotta, I got to just call you the plate on this. Do you have the best job in the world? <laughs> Do you it's, have the best job in the world? It's pretty good. You know, if you like playing with fish and tackle all day, then it's not bad. Not bad at all. I think it's really, 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 really good because I got to be honest. I, you know, I'm 23 years in the industry, and I've met just a handful of people that when I look at them and interact with them, I can seriously look at them like they love their job. They like, they really, really like their job, and I think, and I know you do. I know you do. Was this always, you know, working for a rod and reel company? I know, you, I know you're a fish head like all of us, but was that always in your, you know, was that, was that a thing that you said, man, I wanted, this is what I want to do? How did, how did it all come about? Well, you know, I, I actually went to college, uh, went to university in Australia for uh, basically fish biology, and I was planning to get into what would be over in Australia like a DNR type job, but putting myself through university, I worked in a, one of the big local tackle stores. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I was lucky enough that I finished, I graduated uh, university and then I got, I had made some good contacts in the industry and and I uh, got offered a job a um, couple of months after I graduated. So, yeah, it was kind of a dream come true. I got to go work and develop fishing products for a living. So it was, uh, it was a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like I said, I, 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 from my standpoint, you know, if I didn't fish professionally, 
that this kind of stuff is right up my alley. Like, uh, you know, I always I like to geek out when I get down to Columbia or when I'm up in Spirit Lake working with you guys. I always feel like I'm geeking out, you know, at seeing materials and new technologies. And, you know, that that whole process to me has always been like super interesting. You know, it's like when I was a kid, I can remember even our my top rod club days, you know, where we'd all get around at the club club meeting and we'd start to put stuff together ourselves like glue stuff and you know so like all these years later to get to see that it's it's super super interesting to me yeah i mean it's it's uh, i mean the i think back to the days when i used to work in the tackle store you know it's uh you know i do exactly the same thing geek out we get all the new products in every year and you geek out on it and you you know you i'd buy I, I think i spend my whole paycheck there every week um pretty much and and it was like, you would just geek out on it. We, I mean, I, would, I was lucky enough I'd work weekends, but I'd fish during the week most of the time um, while I wasn't at university. So it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wanna, I want you to talk a little bit about um, the, the, the history of, of Abu Garcia. And, you know, the, the thing I, I really want to focus in on is, like, Abu Garcia has this amazing history in fishing, right? You know, from, from me when I was a kid, I remember, uh, you know, the 56 hundreds. Uh, Pete, I know, you know, you can back me up on this, the Cardinal yep. Reels, like yep. all these classics, yeah, yeah. these yep. classic Abu Reels, been such a fixture in fishing for a lot of people in their lives. But the interesting thing is Abu has really turned the page and you know, the best way I can describe it is they 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 were a staple in the sport, but then somewhere like I want to put it like 2006 or so, you guys just really rocketed it to this next level with technology. Talk a talk a little bit about that and how that happened because the stuff you're doing now is so cutting edge. You, you know, like when I was a kid, it, you had to go to like Japanese reels to get that stuff. But now Abu does it better than anyone. Talk talk a little bit about that. How'd that happen? You know, Abu is actually going to celebrate its 100th anniversary next year. So Oldest um, Pete Glusick. It's going to be a big deal for us. But we've been making, really making uh, reels as per se since the 40s. Yeah. Um, and obviously known for round reels we've made round reels we still make round reels in sweden as well i mean it's part of our heritage and um they still sell really well so it's it's something that consumers really love you know but um you know i think i don't know what the tipping point was but i think it's just part of the you get the right people involved in the company and you get um the right passion involved um and you, it all comes together and um you know we work we are a global company, so we work pretty tight with a lot of our other global teams. And I think it just around that time that you mentioned, you know, that was just kind of a real sweet spot for the for us as a company. And yeah, um, got a lot of good people on board, and we've got a lot of good R and D support. And it just, it, it, I can remember that time. You know, yeah. it just felt like it clicked, and uh, it really allowed us to kind of push the brand forward. And it's it's been a fun ride. I'm not going to lie; it's been really fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I, the other thing I, I've seen a lot, and it's it's so interesting to me when this happens because you have mixed emotions about it. But uh, 
Abu's gotten to the point where there's a lot of other companies are, you know, they see Abu do something in a rod or a reel or a technology, and then you see them come to market with it a year or two later. How, how does that make you feel? Because I always have mixed emotions about something like that. I'm, I'm mad, I'm pissed off, but I'm like kind of flattered because I'm like, well, they're, you know, they're trying to copy from the best. How, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, it's, it's kind of the same way. You get, you get little mixed emotions about it, you know. You don't want anyone to kind of come across and try and take your idea or take someone an idea that the company's had. But at the same time, it is a, a little flattering, especially if it was your idea. You're like, well, it was good enough that someone wants to copy it. So yeah. you take that and put it in your back pocket. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you, you want to, you kind of, we're all competitive and, you know, you, you're a competitive fisherman, but I'm a competitive product guy. You know, I want to, I want to win and, you know, sell the most product I can and, develop the best product for our consumers so and all the fishermen enjoy it so it's kind of like you get a little you get a little uh you kind of get a little hurt occasionally but at the same time it's it's a little flattering yeah yeah uh, we we talked uh andrew right before you came on last segment we talked a lot about uh, icast and and you know with with the times and uh the current situation it's definitely a strange year, you know, having having a virtual iCast and uh, give give us your perspective on it. I mean, I know you know it's sort of the best we could do, you know, in, in in this situation. But was was iCast good for you guys this year? Was it bad? Was it somewhere in the middle? I think it was actually really good. Um, I think we I, th I think we were lucky that we adapted pretty quickly. And our company came up with a pretty good game plan how we want to launch products. Um, in terms of Abu, I mean, we we came with a bunch of new products. We didn't hold back on anything. Right. Even even though you know with the current situation, I, I think a lot of other companies could have potentially held back a little on some of their new product launches. Um, we didn't hold back at all. We we're coming to the table with as much as or more than we've ever developed. So, um, but I think it went I think it went pretty well. It's different. But, you know, with today's media and today's, um, you know, all the online activity and social media especially, yeah. um, I think we reached out. I think what you miss, obviously, is like the interaction that we have with you face-to-face -face or any, like any of the media face-to-face. -face. That's kind of a little different. But I think people have, for the most part, have been able to adapt pretty, pretty well. And I think we've been able to, you know, get out the new products pretty successfully so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Pete. Mike, Andrew, um, what what is it like? Like, it's got it's got to be a ton of pressure um, on on you guys. Like, it. I guess I'm curious as to how your year works. Do you design the products in preparation to launch at ICAST, and you launch, and in this case, you you won. You know, with some product categories. Now you got to do it all over again. Do, does do you, do you start now for next year, or, or what? What do you do next after you, after you, after you you know hit it out of the park with some of these things? You know, we to be honest, like a lot of our product plans, you might you might see some stuff. You know, it takes about twelve months to develop, but some of the really technical stuff, you know, we might have in the pipeline for two to three years before we even take it to market. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, take I think a good example is the Zen Unreal we just launched. You know, it's gonna it's gonna actually hit the market in March of next year, but we've been working on that for maybe two years, 
Um, so you'll be two and a half years by the time it hits the market. Um, when you develop anything that has new technologies, new materials, you know, you've really got to, it takes a little time to work out how to actually manufacture it for, for, for full, full on production. You can make anything as like a single off, one off kind of sample, but to get it mass producible, it's a, it can take a little bit of time. So yeah, our development, like some of the stuff we know what we're going to come with next year and some stuff, you know, we'll react fast if there's new trends or whatever. But like I said, like some of the products have been in development for a long period of time. And we've certainly been talking about them even prior to ICAST. Like we've been working on them. We work at a kind of two to three year products at the same time. How, how does it uh, affect you when when you win versus products when you don't win uh, on the launch? You know, like, uh, uh, do you do you see great sales um, when you when you win? Like, it is it a powerful tool for you? Uh, it can be. Um, I think it does give visibility to some products that maybe won't get as ton of visit. Like, may not be in everybody's wheelhouse or not not as many customers have seen them. Um, so it does definitely bring a lot more media attention to those products, and I think it does set him set them up for a greater chance of success into the market. Gotcha. Well, we certainly saw, we saw you win a few this year, and uh, I I don't want to interrupt your flow, Mike, but uh, no, cool. I, I'm I actually great segue because I wanted to focus in on one of the winners this year, okay. and, and this is one I'm slightly proud of myself, and. Uh, uh, it was actually during the event, Andrew, that I found out. I was, I was fishing. I'm like so focused on catching, you know, like every smallmouth I could catch. You know, I'm fighting for ounces out there. And I got back to one night, and and Becky was all excited. She's like, "You won! You won!" And I'm like, "No, I didn't. The tournament's not even over yet. What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I like your positive thinking. You know, I feel like I've got a good school of smallmouth gone here, but I don't think I won yet." She's like, "No, no, no. We won for Friday." And I was like, "Ah!" Oh, and then I and then she told me. But this is exciting. Um, uh, talk talk to me a little bit about this win because you, Andrew, you guys win all the time for stuff, but th this one. I'm excited about because of who we're targeting with this combo. This is what makes this one special for me. But talk a little bit about the the win for the Gen Ike Easy Cast. This this is pretty pretty cool pretty cool combo. Pretty special. It is, and I think you need to talk about the whole program. You know, Mike. It's you know we've got you've, this year we've really come out with like we've had a lot of success with the Ike Dude program in the yeah. past. You know, it's it's been a really home run for both of us, and um, we decided to expand that program. Um, we learn it, we learned some stuff, and this year it's like we're going to do the Gen Ike um, program, which encompasses the Ike dude. So we've got a new Ike dude coming out. We've also got the obviously the Ike, the Gen Ike Easy Cast, which you've got right there, yep. and then we've got the Gen Ike combo. So yep. think about it, think about it like the 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 Ike dude is like. You just want to get your kids into fishing or someone young into fishing. Perfect starter combo, you know, both spin cast and spinning. Then the easy cast combo, you know, that's their next step. Oh, they want to learn how to throw a bait caster. Think about this as training wheels to throw a bait caster. Yeah. It will teach you how to throw and it will do it in a, in a way that will stop you backlashing basically. So it, it has a mechanism on the reel that if you throw it and you don't throw it right, the mechanism will engage and, you know, it'll stop the cast and it'll break it so you don't get a big bird's nest. And, 
it, it's kind of what we like to think is training wheels. So you'll eventually get the rhythm where that braking system doesn't engage itself and you'll know, that, okay, that's what I've got to do. And then the next step after that is the full-on Genite combos, which are, yeah. you know what you're doing. These are like serious combos for, you know, youth anglers. Yeah. There they go right there. And I, I love it. I was, uh, you know, you, you had mentioned, Andrew, about how long it takes. You know, we were talking about some of this stuff four or five years ago, uh, and it's so nice now to see it. But you gotta, you got to think about that. You know, the growth of the sport is one thing, but getting people fishing, you know, through those age periods. Right, Pete? It's like, you know, you've got these kids that are starting that are, you know, six five six seven eight years old then they get to that you know period where they want to fish a bait caster and man i when i yep. first started playing with that easy casper i'm like where was this real when i was young because <laughs> literally i was like 19 when i learned how to cast a bait caster because i yep. was intimidated i couldn't do it i didn't know how to feather the spool i didn't know any of that but this is that transition reel, right? It's for the kids that are ready to get to the next level. Vegas is a great example. He's using this one right now. Vegas is a spinning reel guy. Um, the regular bait caster has a hard time with, but when I gave him some of these, instantly started picking up on it. So it's a great transition. And then this one, the regular Gen Ike, I'm proud of because to make a combo affordable, you know, for a high school kid, a college level kid, a really great combo that's affordable, that's, you know, feels great. Um, it, it's awesome. So I, I like the family, but this one is this one is really, really special. And if anybody's watching right now, and I, I know you know somebody that cannot cast a bait caster that wants to, and doesn't just have to be a kid, right? Could be an adult. It could be, uh, you know, somebody that's you spinning their whole life. This is the combo. This is the reel that you want to do it. And it's uh, it's amazing. When, Andrew, when can people? I know people are watching right now. And they're like, God, I gotta get, I gotta get my hands on this thing. When can they? When can they see this in stores? Or how can they get it? Uh, you're gonna start to see it pop up in stores um, within the next, I'd say, within the next three to four weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, wow. It's kind of so around August time frame, you know, it's uh, you probably start to see it pop up around the beginning of August. Wow, that's awesome! Well, I I, I cannot wait to see them out in the environment and uh, and start to see people I, with them. I think it's a, an amazing concept. By the way, congratulations, uh, both of you guys, for that. My my son, um, he sees me throwing the baitcaster, you know, and that's what he wants to do. He, you know, and I have my rods rigged you know, on the deck and he wants to grab that bait caster and fire it out there. But you know, the challenges that that comes with. So yeah. having that, that reel that you can, you know, let them have, you know, let them get accustomed to it. Uh, man, what a, what a cool idea. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And the beauty, the beauty is like, once you've got it down, you can actually turn the, turn the, um, any backlash system off and it'll just behave like a regular. That's maker. right. Has an on off. Yep. Has it on off? So really? Shut it off. Yep. Wow. It's awesome. A Andrew, I, I've got a, an idea. This is something that um, that that came up uh, just last week on Bass University, and 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 our our very own Pete Glusick is working on a specific uh, technique specific rod with another company with Cashin. Yeah. And it's 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 a dead sticking rod, and it actually in the handle is incorporated a little egg timer. Right. And 
you cast, <laughs> and it tells you when to twitch your rod again. Wow! You, you watch the sand <laughs> dribble Genius. down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you don't, have, you don't have to grab your phone and read right. your emails or check it's Instagram. Just look at the egg timer. You just look Build at that. the handle. And right. Then, and then it says B twitch. BTC, you signed an NDA on that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. I Damn it. I just wanted to hear Andrew's thoughts on, on the concept. On the egg timer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen... Dumber things when I cast <laughs> <laughs> a freaking duck one a few years ago. Yeah. So spider, spider, spider yeah, egg spider. timer might make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, all right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, you you hinted around a little bit about uh, about some of your new stuff coming out, Andrew. Uh, but but what's next? I mean, I think that's the big thing. We got a lot of people watching right now, and they're you know they're always looking for the next big new exciting thing cutting edge thing in rods or reels what what what's next what's going to be the next big thing in in freshwater fishing rods you know i think i think it's uh in rods in particular i think materials are starting to i think there's some interesting stuff happening with materials um for us what i get really excited about is um you know we have a we, we use a technology called Powerlux, which is a nano resin system that uh, 3M makes for us. And this year we've been able to drive it down into the Veritas price point. And uh, it's like, you know, when we first started playing with that material, it was, you know, rarefied air price points at 500 plus dollars. Right. But we've been able to, you know, get it to a point that we can actually put it in a $100 rod and it really makes a difference. I mean, it's the new Veritas rods for me are... Um, that's one project I'm really proud of for sure. That yeah. they just feel, they feel like a hundred and fifty dollar plus rod. They they feel unbelievable. Yeah, and that's that's important. That's important. I you know I I I like the fact that you know the regular guy can afford it. You know it it was always uh, sure. You, you know it was always something that like for our Ike rods, Andrew. You know you w I remember when the very beginning when when you know you guys screen light at the project and you said. You know, we're going to start working on the Ike series rods, and you gave me you gave me free reign to do anything I want, and I could have did a six hundred dollar rod, right? We I remember talking about that, but I always felt like it was important that the regular dude, right, like a normal dude, could go and buy the rod, you know, and and that's important. So to hear that technology coming into the Veritas uh, is awesome, you know, to give the common man the ability to have. One of the best, lightest rods out there. That's awesome. You know, I love it. The common man. The common man. Like like Dave's mercenary. Right. The common man. The common man. <laughs> right. Uh, let me remind everybody watching or listening right now, if you've got a question or comment for anything, if you've got a question or comment for Andrew, please uh, hit us up on the IM. Uh, we'd love to hear your question. Uh, I have a few coming through here on social media, Andrew. And uh, this one comes from Marizu Shimizu. I don't know if that's the real one or not. <laughs> this is on Instagram. And he his question for you, Andrew, is any relation to Jacob Wheeler? No relation. No <laughs> relation. Okay. Shannon Wheeler. <laughs> Shannon Wheeler for this debate. <laughs> no relation either. No relation. We were born a fair way apart. Okay. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like you're more of a relation to Carl Jacobson. I'd be closer to Carl than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny that you said that, Pete, because that leads to my next question. <laughs> this one comes from Facebook, and this one comes from Tim Rose. 
And Tim's question is, uh, it's, and, and this is, in, in, and highlight it in bold. It says, back in the day, who would win in a trouser trout eating contest? You or Carl Jockamson? <laughs> <laughs> in a trouser trout eating contest? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. It's Tim Rose. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very intriguing. Very intriguing. <laughs> I got. I got one for you, uh, Andrew. Comes from Frankie on our Frankie. Uh, it comes from the Ike Live message board, and uh, he wants to know what's harder to improve the technology on: the rod or the reel? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I'd say rods at the moment, mm. for sure. Um, and my the reason for that is, uh, you know, I think, you know, graphite's been around for a long time um, and, you know, you don't get big changes in technology. Like you went from, you know, you went from cane to glass to, to graphite, but it took like 30 to 50 years for each step change to happen. And right now we've got, you know, we're on carbon fibre or graphite and, you see a lot of incremental gains as what's happened as the aerospace industry develops new technology or new resin systems like Powerlux happen. But that next big leap forward in graphite, from graphite to next, will be, you know, that'll be another game changer. But what that is and when that's going to happen, uh, that's anyone's guess. Hmm. Yeah. I, t I tell you, for one, I want to see boron come back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I miss the days. I'm probably, if I call click click, I'm going to put this to the mid 80s. That's right. When boron pistol grips were in style. Yeah. I vote to bring those back. Mm -hmm. anyone, anyone with me on this boron? I, I still got my PB on a boron <laughs> rod. Why, why did boron fail? Was it because it, it broke all the time? Or what? No, it was definitely heavy. It was heavy. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was added to graphite because graphites back then weren't as structurally stable as they are now. You know, they more tendency to break, and so boron was added strength, but you don't need that anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I don't what know. retailers can, are these rods going to be available? Uh, Curtis Thomas wants to know. He, he wants to get some of, you know, the winner of ICAST. Uh, Walmart, Tackle Warehouse, where, where are we going to see them first? Uh, you'll probably see them... You know, Walmart and a lot of other major accounts, national accounts, and independents. I'm, I'm assuming, like, a lot of the other independent retailers will pick them up as well. So anywhere that already carries Abu products? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Which, which uh, back to the rods versus reels thing, which market is, is, is more competitive? Um. I would say rods because there's a there's so many more rod companies yeah, out there. Yeah, there's a ton more rod yeah. companies. It's a, you know developing a reel, a good reel, developing a really good reel is very expensive. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. expensive. And it, it uh, you know to develop a rod uh, doesn't require as much financial input from a lot of other companies. So it's a little bit cheaper endeavor to try and get in. Now developing. Technology into rods is expensive, but you can develop a base basic rod much cheaper than you can at any type of reel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I had a quick question about length. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Brian Carpenter wins. That's my question. <laughs> uh, why? Why do you think Andrew the Lath versus Girth? Girth. Yeah, Lath versus Girth. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why do you think the the long rods in freshwater market? Why has that not taken off more than it has? That that's a that, you know, like all the tournament organizations now have. You can use anything now. It used to be eight feet. Yeah. Now you can use a nine, a ten, whatever you want. Why why haven't we seen that take off more, Andrew? That's a good question. Actually, you know, we had a series of rods that were specifically for that, right. and uh, it, it it just wasn't very popular. Right? Have you? I was shocked. I, th I thought, uh, well, I thought that we would definitely see much more traction than we did. Yeah. Uh, I think that people are a little intimidated by the length, and right. a little more. They're just a little more unwieldy. You know, you you're throwing around a nine foot, call it a nine foot flipping rod or a nine foot worm rod. Yeah. Um, Unless you're in a really a 21-foot boat, um, it makes it a little more difficult, especially if you're fishing a John boat or a smaller bass boat. You know, they're, they're damn big rods, and you start throwing those around, or even a long crankbait rod with a big big bait on it with a lot of trebles hanging off, it's a little intimidating. Right, right. It's interesting because when I was uh, got a chance to go to Europe last year and fish in, uh, in Paris and Spain a little bit, and the predator market for rods there the longer rods are normal you know it, it's it's the thing you know you see a lot of eight and nine foot rods when really? you say predator you mean like uh per perch fishing pike fishing okay you know you see a lot of longer rods you know and very very normal you know but uh in the states it really hasn't hasn't gravitated hasn't what, what, what's your perspective on that mike from its uh, its uh is a longer rod what's its benefit i i think in bass there, fishing yeah i think there's a lot of places where a long rod could really fill holes huh. but it's it's the <laughs> 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 but it's the uh <laughs> Ryan's ghost. but it's the uh <laughs> but, but it's like i said people accepting the rod <laughs> the rod um uh Small hair jizz. Small hair jizz. <laughs> I like a long rod. Um, crankbaits, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know. Of course. All right, let's not talk about like the rods anymore. Let's change the subject. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's crazy? That's going to make a highlight segment of the show. Somewhere. Somewhere. Um, uh, 246, Rich. Yeah. Got it. 246. <laughs> mark that down. Uh, Andrew, the other thing I do, did want to mention, too, is that uh, <laughs> Vegas was on earlier, and he loves the Revo X reels. Yes. He loves them. That is his deal. Uh, how's that reel? That reel has to be selling good for you. That's a, that's a great reel for that price point. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's unreal. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's a killer reel. You know, that... That reel, we, we specifically designed it for, you know, a lot of guys haven't got two or $300 to jump into this, jump into a bait cast, you know, and, but you want to give as the best quality you can to those consumers so that they, you know, they buy that product and really love it. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's a Revo through and through. It has a big gear system in it. It has yeah. a big drag system in it. Like it's a, it's a killer reel for the price point. Yeah. It's awesome. He loves it. Um, 
I want to thank you, Andrew, for coming on and talking a little shop with us. Uh, also want to remind everybody, um, please check out these Gen Ike rods and reels we've got from the Ike Dude combos, starting them out uh, to the Easy Cast, uh, getting people with a bait caster for the first time, all the way to the Gen Ikes available in spinning and bait casting. Um, please check them out. They're going to be, uh, what you say, in a couple weeks here, Andrew? Uh, yep. Available. Um, going to be available here in a couple Beautiful. weeks. Can't wait to see them in the wild. Can't wait to see people using them. Uh, it's very, very exciting. And uh, uh, I'll be talking to you soon, Andrew. I know we've got some other stuff in the works, too. So very, very, very excited to keep working on new projects with you. Perfect. Thanks for coming on the show. Andrew Wheeler, everybody. Yeah, Abby Garcia in the house. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. I, I think the big thing that people didn't realize, Pete, and I'm glad you asked it, is the development time on a lot of that stuff and it's really unbelievable you know i heard andrew say uh you know five years uh, on some of these things you know they've been talking about them in the pot that's incredible you know yeah. like when you do a plastic worm you can get a worm done in six months you know mm -hmm. but when you're talking about technology of materials and rods and reels and gearing and it's a long time you know oh man i i you know i know what it's like in in our world you know and uh, like bringing this app to market it's just the development process is, is is very long yeah and when you're when you're dealing in manufacturing oh my gosh you know it, it, there's got to be a lot of lead time i i can see that you know you've got to you got to build molds you got to test you got to do prototype stuff I, I can't even imagine what that's like not to mention the marketing set you know feeling you know what the market will bear and um you know there there's there's a lot to it. So I was really interested in that process. Yeah. But I'm not surprised it's a couple of years to get that stuff up and running. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, let's do this, guys. It's been a long show. Let's let's give away some winners. Yeah, let's I do got, got a couple, couple housekeeping. Outs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sh you know, our buddy Steve Donis. Everybody knows Steve Donis. He's, he's, uh, he's been kind of a, a part of our family since, since the very, the very man. beginning. Steve's yes. the man. Since the early, early days of Ike Live. Steve is a professional, full-time artist. Here's his shirts. Go ahead and check out Steve's website, istaytuned.com. Buy a shirt, man. Support my man, Steve. Do it. He made the artwork for tonight's show. If you guys saw that on social media, yeah. uh, that's Steve's all. That's the all best. Steve's work. Yeah, he's cartoon, cartoon artwork. Yeah, his, his Cartoonist team. for Bassmaster. Yeah, that's he right. Is. His tunes end up on Bassmaster. He's, he's, he's a great guy. And uh, check him out, man. It's a very comfortable shirt. Great guy. Uh, you go ahead, Riz. What do you got? Um, in addition to uh, Steve, we had some some local guys here uh, for our area have some have some success this past week um, up at Lake Champlain for the New Jersey State Team Qualifier. Um, I'm happy to announce that it was a South Jersey sweep for the top three finishes in that tournament, um, and especially uh, the first place winner, real good friend of mine, Connor Cahill. Um, won the three-day event uh, on Lake Champlain with just over 50 pounds for a three-day weight out of Ticonderoga. Good bags. Um, he was sporting the camouflage Bash University hat yeah. for all three days. He's a he's a Bash U subscriber, and he's part of our uh, he's part of our little inner circle here. So big shout out to Connor Cahill. Yeah. Um, also Travis Gasper. He's a big fan of the show. He's always on the message board with us. 
He caught his personal best bass today. PB. Weighing in at almost six pounds, uh, 22 inches long, up in Wisconsin, where you just came from. So congratulations nice. to Travis Gasper. And then the third shout-out is actually to uh, my cousin, Billy Crabtree, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, if anybody's watched any of the older shows where you've heard me talk about my background in saltwater fishing, um, my cousin Billy was one of the big influencers in uh, me being involved in tournament fishing. I started off fishing saltwater with him down in Jacksonville. Fishes a lot like you, Mike. He's sunk like three boats, but he's in the in like the him. in the kingfish in the kingfish fishing world tournaments. He's won everything there is to win and he just took another third place um this year in the greater jacksonville kingfish tournament won himself another boat so uh congratulations billy thank you for what you did for me when i was young i uh i truly appreciate that that's awesome so, that's all awesome. I, I got a question yes all right so we got a crab tree and a lead beater in the same family mm. yep what the hell are you guys <laughs> that's, a that's a really good question <laughs> No one knows the answer. You guys yeah, from, that from, you got from Middle Earth or something? <laughs> something like that. Middle oh. Earth. Something from the ocean. You guys from the <laughs> Hobbit? What's going on? Yeah. It rose from the sea. All right. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to uh, Pete Lewis. I don't know if you knew this. John McGraw and our very own Zog with a good tournament finish last week, right? Made the state team. Is that That's, correct? That is correct. Good job. Yeah, and, and the second and third was uh, Luke Schrader and, and, and Mike Centaur. And Centaur. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was really South Jersey yeah. <laughs> dominated up there. Wow. Yeah. And Luke is uh Luke's competing in the NPFL this coming season. Is that still happening? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, it's still That's crazy. They're still going forward, yeah. All right. We're gonna have to get Luke on to uh, talk about what he's what he's got coming up. But yeah. yeah. We'll have to do that. All right, let's give away some prizes. I want to do a winner of a reel and let's do a winner of a bag. Riz, what do you want to do first? Let's go with the YouTube, uh, the, the, the YouTube subscriber oh, contest. The, oh, uh, that's the grand prize. Grand prize for um, the Ike, Ike Live Reel, one of a kind. That's correct. Uh, Brian's got it queued up on the screen there. It's a look at that beautiful thing. Look at that. It's an absolutely <laughs> sweet, bad to the bone Abu Garcia Oof. custom wrapped reel. Big shout out and thank you to Joey Randall of Real Clean Reels. I love it, Ash. And my man Joey. And our guy from Brian Chapman. From Brian Chapman uh, did the graphics on that reel. BNR graphics. BNR graphics. Dope. Super dope. Super 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 awesome. Um, Totally. So look at that. Would you just look at it? Our winner for that contest (laughs) is going to get a Ike Live gift bag, a signed Mike Iconelli hat, and the signature. Series Ike Live Custom Reel, and the winner is Justin Smith. Justin great, Smith, everybody. the great state of Oklahoma. Congratulations, Oklahoma. Justin Smith. Justin Smith of one of kind Ike Live Reel. Hopefully, he'll be using it. We need pictures. Justin, please send that's, pics. That's right. And uh, we're also going to give away an Ike Live gift bag for the Facebook like and share winner tonight. So if you haven't liked and shared the feed, go now. You have to like, it. 30 seconds. Do it. 30 seconds. Do it. <laughs> Press the buttons. Right now. Make it click. Make it pop. Um, we're going to give that away in just one second. What's uh, what's what's next for us, Brian? What do we have coming up? We have Bash You Live on Tuesday. Yeah, I got a Bash You Live Tuesday. Straight cast. Yes, 7 p.m. Straight cast is Wednesday. Um, and Bash You Live, we, we, we got some cool stuff happening. We've been having a lot of fun over there. Um, and 
allegedly we may be doing another Ike Live this coming weekend. I think so. We have to talk about the days on that because Brodzik yeah. is not available on Sundays. Might switch them to Mondays. Or Saturday. Or Saturdays. That's when he's available. He's got a crazy, stupid, retarded schedule. Saturdays, but not Mondays? It's not available Monday, uh, I don't think. Any other day in the middle of the week? Saturdays are such a shitty night. I don't feel like anybody's going to listen live Saturday. No, nah, I mean, it's all about the iTunes, but we'll talk about mm. it. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about okay. it. Okay. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about um, it. What else we got? We have a winner for the Facebook like oh. and share. Okay. If we're ready for that, I have that uh, have that queued up. Um, the winner for tonight's Facebook like and share is Ryan Peterson. Congratulations, Ryan, Ryan Peterson. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. You are tonight's winner of the world-renowned Ike Live gift bag. All right. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got something, Mike. What you got? Um, so any updates on, uh, real quick before I get into this, the Ike Foundation, uh, there's there's an online derb going on this month. There is. We got an online derb going on, uh, happening all month, new winners each week. I think they just announced some for last week, which oh, okay. was good. Yeah. All right. Well, there's there's another online derb kicking off in the month of uh, August. Oh. Our buddies over there at Slay Nation. Oh, Slay Brothers, yeah. Uncle Frankie. Frankie. Um, this is the Brian Kershaw Monster Big Bass Legacy Tournament. It runs through oh, the entire cool. month of August nationwide. Big Bass only, biggest bass from each region wins. $37 to enter, $100. 100% going to Tackle the Storm Foundation, which I'm not familiar with exactly what that is. But Frankie's a Connecticut guy, and this is their way of honoring the late, great Brian Kershaw, who was being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. That's cool. I didn't know he was. Yeah, Kershaw's that's pretty awesome. Inducted this year. So. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, we're gonna do an MTB unboxing super quick for you here tonight. Uh, yeah, let's bust into that. It is the only live podcast that does an MTB unboxing. This one, Brian, I'm super impressed with it. I got to be honest with you. I opened it up and I'm like, uh -oh. I see three or four things that I could talk about. Uh, man, I don't even know which one to grab. I'm just gonna grab this first one here real quick. I saw so much. I, this Mr. one's loaded, Pete. Well, Mystery Tackle Box at iCast, you know, the Catchco yeah. uh, company, they had they had a bunch of entries in iCast this wow. year. Wow, that's Ooh, awesome. See. Good for them. Uh, this one right here, the one that I pulled, first one that I pulled out here is by a company called Lift It Jigs. Oh. And the thing I like about this, this is a really cool niche here, Pete. You ready for this? This yeah. is a slim finesse Swim jig, Ooh. which I like a lot. Brian Carpenter, you want to see that? So th it's it's a swim jig, but everything's scaled down. And I like this because it's like my mini flip is a scaled down flipping yeah. jig. We have a micro jig, which is a little tiny one. This is in that same category. Um, and I see the I see the uh, inline line tie, which I think would be great through weeds. Uh, it's got looks like it has a great little keeper on there for a for a trailer, some kind of plastic trailer you put on it, and the head is streamlined, which which I like in a swim jig. So that's a really cool, really cool bait there. I'm gonna pass the box over to Riz. Uh, this one's loaded though. I saw a lot of cool stuff in this one. Pete, what do you got? You got anything good in yours over there? Man, I, I Jake cleared my mystery tackle nice. out of my office. Jake, I don't I don't have one. Uh, that I can get in the next 30 seconds. I like it. That's okay. All right, we're going to have Riz pick one out here, and then we'll we'll hand it over to Brian and see if he picks him out. Dude, that's a nice jig, Brains. You yeah. see that? Yeah, it, the head design is very intriguing. 
little thin. Yeah. Thin but streamlined. You know, I think it. I think it'll come through the water really, really good. I'd love to see it's a, a it's slightly a, longer hook on it, but it's a Bill Lowen style jig. Yeah, fish. little finesse Ohio River shit going down right there. Mm -hmm. uh, Riz, what do you got? Uh, what did you, you pick out of that little barrel there? So I cheated. Um, I actually took two things because I didn't want Brian the carpenter to get either one of them. Mm. Um, the uh, yeah, the the first one I got. I'm going chalk. I'm going with the frog. It's a uh, Guggenbaits frog. I'm gonna bust it out of here. See, see what it's looking like. I like what it says on the top of the frog, which is really key to getting a strike. Dude. It is. It see, see, it says "Eat me" on the top of Eat the frog, me. and um, <laughs> you know that's that's crucial. You know because that that radiated energy from <laughs> writing on the top goes down, and the fish feel that. So that's what makes them bite. Um, but anyway, the other thing that I pulled out of here is a catchco bait, and it's called a tickle tail. Oh, and this looks mean by that? a lot like yeah. What do you mean by tickle what do you mean tail by that? There? Yo, Miss Lewis, French tickler hey, tail. Miss Lewis. Um, so this bait looks a lot like something else that our what, very own. Yeah, what'd you, what? Yeah, what? What? What did you steal from me? Our very own Brian the Carpenter has been throwing. It looks like a scaled down version of, of an unnamed of a, bait of an unnamed of a, bait of a yeehaw. Ooh, it kind of a, does of, of a yeehaw shimoni crack. <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I would put this on a little flipping. Oh, gee. Agi, agi. Agi, man. It's got that same tail. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. That tail is I bet you can see it if you out. threw it over here. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere, though. That's interesting, though. Yep. Is that with the ribs on it? The big ribs on it? It's got, dude. Like the gee gee? It, it, it might here. It, it looks a lot like... Huh. The deal it does has some similar so, characteristics, but yeah. So I went with that in the frog. I went with uh, I went with something I can cover the top of the water column with, and the bottom. Um, if you're uh, if you've watched the Mike Iconelli fishing the moment seminar Ike, Ike over Ike. on Bash University TV, you would know that you always want to have a bait prepared to fish all three sections of the water column, top, middle, and bottom. And That's I think true. with these two baits. I would be able to effectively do all that. So it's not a bad looking bait. It's interesting. Like yeah, it is interesting. Very nice. It is interesting. It's, 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 this frog feels good too. Cool. Well, there you have it, man. Testament to MTB once again, putting baits in your hands that you might not normally see. Did you see this thing? Check Mike? out. What do you got there? It's Rockerhead. I did. That was the other one that interests me. What the hell is that? It's like an underwater chatterbait. Oh, is it? Little. You know anything about that, Peter? No. What, I can't see. It's I a just jig see head that's got a really broad, flat spot on it, like almost like almost chatterbait esque. Oh, look but that. it's got an offset on it, so you can rig any kind of plastic on it. It's interesting. Yeah. Once again, it's the strength of an MTB box, putting stuff in your hands that you might not normally ever see. That's right. Yep. And to finish out the box, real quick, like we got some Lake Fork stick baits, as per scene. Uh, some Gambler Mega Daddies, which is a giant crawl, big crawl from Gambler, Gambler Lewis, and uh, and a Miss Lewis crankbait. Yo, Miss Lewis, <laughs> little crankbait by Bill Lewis. Shout out to Miss Lewis for putting us on the fish this morning at uh, at a lake to be unnamed. Yeah, fishing a chatterbait in undisclosed 20 feet of water. location. Undisclosed. There we are. Here we are. Here we are. 
Here we go. There we are. That about that about calls it, Michael. Here we go. Uh, it's been a great show, uh, Pete. Uh, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, Riz, Brian the Carpenter, of course, want to give a shout-out to Vegas the Hammer. Also, Andrew Wheeler for coming on the show. It's been a fun Sunday night. Once again, Pete, uh, everybody watching, they can see ICAST stuff this Tuesday. BU, 7 p.m., right? 7 p.m. Yeah. Ken Duke will be on with us, and uh, we'll be talking tackle. I love it. Um, please check that out. Also, uh, Pat's show, once again, Brian, is Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday. They're, they're, they're doing Thursday on a Wednesday night this week. Live from the liquor store? Yeah, live from the hood. Pat doing shots of tin tin uh, cup whiskey. Uh, yeah, now Pat's Pat's on Red Bull at this point. That's all he does. <laughs> Red Bull and chewing tobacco. Or Ooh, that's a nice combination. <laughs> uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll have a post for you soon on the next Ike Live. Could be this Sunday coming up. We'll let you know. Could be. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Big polls. 